0: folks. uh, We'd like to welcome you here to our uh, first ever Missouri Water Polo Podcast. Um, uh, This is the first time we're doing this, and I guess we'll start out with introductions. Uh, My name is Charlie Catelli. Um, Some of you might know me as Coach Catelli. I work and uh, coach and teach at Parkway West High School. Um, And uh, I coach a little bit in the off-season, too. Um, You guys can usually pretty much see me on the side of the pool, so that's who I am, and my co-host is.
1: Uh, and I'm Ray Kreinkamp. Uh Most of you know me as a club coach as well, but I also, during the high school season, do some refereeing and am a member of the Missouri Water Polo Board. So usually, I'm the side of the pool. So, board.
0: Um, all right. Well, welcome, Ray. Good to have you. Uh, you'll be hearing from both of us pretty much uh, every time we do a podcast. We're hoping to try and uh, incorporate this weekly. We'll see how it works. Um, The idea itself uh, stemmed from, actually, I was out in the yard the other day cutting the grass listening to a podcast. And uh, the idea came to me that, well, you know, we don't have a water polo podcast. And one of the things I love to do when I'm at tournaments um, during the high school season and during the club season is talk water polo with other coaches and with referees. And so, um, of course, I called my buddy Ray. Uh, and I mentioned this to him and he thought it was a great idea. Something I think coach you had suggested to USA water polo, right?
1: Right. And USA water polo is going to be trying to roll it out as well, but I think this is a great idea for Missouri and hopefully we'll be able to talk about some more specific concepts to Missouri and, uh, inform you about the stuff going on in the area. So really excited about trying this out.
0: Cool. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're pretty pumped. Um, I, I want to send some thanks out, first and foremost, uh, my assistant coach at West, or one of my assistants, Brian Welch, who works in the library at West High. Um, he, him and his uh, other librarian, Lauren Roisch, um, got me some equipment and kind of walked me through the step-by-step process of uh, setting up a podcast. I would say it's been pretty uh, jumping in head first. Would you agree? Coach Ray. I agree, Coach. Yep. All right. So it's been moving along pretty quick. Uh, a thanks to my future bride, Leslie Tilzer. She did a little practice round with me um, so that Ray and I don't sit here and record for 30 minutes and then pretty much get screwed because somehow we didn't record it. But seems to be working so far. Um, we want to kind of talk a little bit about, like, what are we, what are we trying to do with this? Um, as we said, um, we had mentioned that uh, the idea stemmed from our love for water polo. Um, we're really looking to reach three key audiences. Uh, the first one, um, I kind of call it the trifecta, are the athletes. Uh, we want the kids that play the sport in St. Louis and Missouri to listen to the podcast and learn something from it and, and get kids talking and excited about the sport. Uh, we want to reach out to the coaches. Um, we're hoping in the future to have some coaches come on the show um, and uh, talk to us about polo just in general. And then finally, we want to reach the uh, the parents and the fans. Um, and so we're hoping that each podcast has a little bit of something for um, for everyone. Um, again, this is the first time that we have done this. Uh, we want to promote a positive image. Um, we're new to all this. It's for fun, um, and so we hope that you kind of uh, join along and have fun with us. Uh, Ray, you want anything to add to that?
1: Yeah, and if if you have any suggestions about what you'd like to hear us talk about or anything like that, definitely reach out to us. Uh, We're definitely trying to learn as well and make this as informative as possible. So, um, yeah, any any suggestions you have, we'd love to hear.
0: Okay, good. And so, uh, kind of to start the podcast, one of the things we thought that we would try and do weekly was have a question of the week, all right? Maybe a little corny, we're not sure, but... um, we kind of want to come up with a bit of a jazzier name than the Missouri Water Polo podcast. No offense to Missouri Water Polo. Obviously, they're helping us out with this. Um, but uh, uh, Ray and I came up with uh, four names. Actually, one of the names was given to me by my assistant, Brian Welch. So I'll throw out, throw out some credit to him. But um, So we have four names, and we're hoping, and I'll let Ray describe how we're going to go about doing that. But I'll give you the four names. Um, the first one is the Nearside Low podcast. Um, As I like to say, that's the shot we always tell our athletes to take, but they never take it. Uh, We have the Ray Charles podcast, obviously, Coach Ray and Coach Charlie. That's kind of funny. Uh, That's credit to Mr. Welch for coming up with that. The Ball Under podcast. um, And then the uh, Spin Lob podcast. Um, And so that's kind of our question of the week, and I'll let Ray talk about how we're thinking about going about figuring out what we're going to call ourselves.
1: And so, uh, we're going to put up a, try and put up a weekly poll on Twitter. So most of you probably follow Missouri water polo at Mo Wapo um, on Twitter and, uh, put up that poll in the next couple of days. And we encourage you to go out, pick the one that you like best. And, uh, that'll be the name of the podcast. So choose wisely. All right.
0: Yeah. So we hope to have that up in a couple of days and, uh, we hope that you guys will use Twitter and go out and vote and, and, and come up with a name for us. Um, so that's kind of one of the things we're going to try and do on a, on a regular basis. And uh, I guess Ray wanted to talk a little bit about, um, obviously, it's Ray, it's the beginning of the season. Um, games kind of have started, but some people are coming off spring break. Um, and so we're getting into some tournaments and some big games and stuff like that. So I know you wanted to talk a little bit about what you're kind of looking forward to as the season progresses.
1: Right. So, I mean, every year there's a couple um, interesting things to watch out for as the season starts. And I think there's a number of cool things going on. Uh, this year in St. Louis and Missouri that are worth talking about. So um, one of those things is that uh, for the first time this year, uh, there's going to be an area team uh, that's put forth by SLAP uh, where some some kids who go to schools that don't have water polo are going to have a chance to participate. So uh, this year, the SLAP team, which is going to be coached by Colleen Lishway with the help of uh, Kevin Kerber, uh, will be a team full of kids from uh, schools like Priory, Webster Groves, uh, U City, Viz, Thomas Jefferson, among others. Um, and and this, this team will be playing the uh, in Desmet Invite as well as playing some individual matches throughout the season. And the idea behind this team is trying to get interest from some of these schools that currently don't have water polo, like maybe a Webster Groves, to where um, is, is these is more kids are able to play through this, through this means we might be able to start um, some new high school teams. So uh, this, this idea was uh, come up with by Miguel as well as some other people. Um, and so that'll be one thing to watch for the season. That's yeah, right. A really Do cool you know,
0: so they are they going to be competing? I'm assuming they're going to be competing at the JV level.
1: Uh, No, they're they're competing at the varsity level. So the 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 first game is actually, I believe, uh, tomorrow night. They'll be playing against Chaminade. Okay. Um, So that that would be Wednesday night. Um, So it'll be definitely exciting to see uh, some of these guys getting the chance, guys and girls getting the chance to play uh, for the first time in the high school high school Misha events. So um, that's one thing. Uh, Another exciting thing going on this year is we've got multiple teams from other states that are going to be coming. Uh, to St. Louis in different, different Missouri tournaments. Uh, the DeSmet invite this year, uh, will be the first time that we have a Texas team coming up to play, um, in, in, a tournament. Uh, at the DeSmet invite, we'll also have, uh, Stevenson, which is the top ranked team in Chicago, um, as well as a few other, uh, good teams, uh, from up in Chicago, uh, the Lindbergh invite this year will be uh, is supposedly having a Cincinnati team come down, which will be the first time the Cincinnati team gets to compete uh, in a Misha sponsored event. And the other exciting thing this year is for the first time, we'll have a Kansas City water polo team participating as well. So uh, shout-out to Coach Andy Butler over at Lindbergh. Uh, the Raytown High School, which is a high school just outside Kansas City, Uh, their team will be coming to participate in the Lindbergh JV invite, which will be in late April. So this is a very exciting development. We've been trying to get uh, Kansas City water polo growing for a couple years. There's been a number of people out in Kansas City that have been working for this as well. Uh, The Raytone team is practicing every day. They've got 16 kids on the team. Uh, Coach Jim out there has done a really good job of developing water polo. There's been others out there as well. Uh, Shout out to Alex Bavra. Um, who went to Lafayette High School and has been out there a couple years Um, finally we're starting to get some things going in Kansas City and so the hope is that this will continue to grow but it will be exciting to see Kansas City and St. Louis for the first time uh, in late April and then the the last thing I was going to say is it's exciting also to see that there's a number of JV programs this year that um, have numbers to where they're going to be able to compete in uh, two JV games um, uh, for, for each contest so uh, Marquette, Lafayette, Ledoux, Slough High are among a few of the schools to where uh, the JV numbers are so much that um, in some some days they will be able to have two JV games per day. So that's that's obviously exciting for the sport to see uh, to see schools with that with that amount of right.
0: interest. Right, and, and I want to you know I mean from at West High you know this year I think we're at about 32, 33 kids, which is which is probably about six or seven more than we normally have, which is great. Uh, we played Parkway Central tonight, and I think talking to Coach Shonoff over there, they've got like 31 or 32 kids. Um, and you had mentioned Lafayette, and I know talking to Coach Wackerly, um, he felt like they had 33 or 34 kids. So um, that's always a good sign. Uh, you know, one of the things that we always say about our sport is, you know, what can we do to, to grow it? And, uh, you know, I don't know, but obviously some schools are, are, are garnering some interest for it, which is which makes me feel good about the future of the sport. So, um, And our hope is, obviously, in the future, you know, talking about the SLAP team um, and talking about the DeSmet invite and talking about the Lindbergh invite, we're hoping to have some of those coaches on that are a little more tied to those events and maybe talk to us about, about those events and what their expectations are and, and what they're excited about, so on and so forth. So that's kind of the, I guess, the looking forward um, to the beginning of the se- or the, the, the middle and, and end of the season. Um, and the next thing we wanted to kind of touch base on is obviously uh, the season didn't just start. It's been going on for about two weeks. So, so there's quite a few teams that um, have played in some games. We had quite a few teams travel to Chicago. Uh, Ray, correct me if I'm wrong. We've got Lafayette, Lindbergh, um, uh, Chaminade, uh, Parkway Central. Am I missing anybody?
1: in dismet for the, Smet, um, met, were the right. five that went up to chicago
0: okay so, this past weekend and it sounds like you were pretty on cue with how they were doing so you do you care to kind of give us a for those of us that weren't haven't looked at scores yet give us a a brief synopsis on on how everybody fared up there
1: yeah so uh it was exciting to see these five different schools play in five different events up in chicago and it's great to see uh, different teams in our area taking advantage of the fact that Illinois is the same spring season as well. So, and in, in some teams had uh, very good success. Uh, I mean, the most notable of which was Lindbergh, which went up to uh, Mundelein and played at the Mundelein Invite, um, in which they won that tournament with a victory over Niles West in the final game uh, by a score of 15-5. Niles West is the 17th ranked team in Chicago, so um, it's definitely exciting to see. Uh, us having some success up there. Uh, Lafayette went up to play in the Saxon invite. Uh, Chaminade, uh went up to the Hornet invite. Uh, Parkway Central uh, went 3-2-1 and one, um, in Chicago as well. Uh, looks like they played the most games of anybody up there. Uh, but they, they got a chance to play um, against number 9 uh, Glenbrook South. Um, and then DeSmet, DeSmet played in the Fenwick invite, which seemed to have uh, the highest-ranked teams in Chicago. It, it looks like they um, had a couple of tough games, especially having to play against uh, Fenwick, which is number six in the area. And they'll be coming down to the event invite. They also played April North, which is number four in Chicago. Uh, they played Oak Park, which is number 16. And did I
0: see, did I see uh, is it Dr. Phillips? Were they up there? And they're not yeah, Chicago, I mean, right?
1: Right, and they, 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 Dr. Phillips is from Florida. Smet got to play against them as well. Um, it looked right. like their their best game was against Loyola Academy, which is uh, another Jesuit school, number twelve, and uh, they lost nine to eight, but it seemed to be a,
0: like a, a
1: pretty okay. pretty solid game. So right. uh, definitely got some good competition up there.
0: Okay, good. Um, so uh, any other past week games you want to talk about, or
1: uh, well t- tonight I think. I mean early season so teams are obviously going through the the kicks and different things with uh, <laughs> the first game of the season um so getting that out of the way there I mean there's been a couple so far I think probably the most notable uh which was uh the Parkway West versus Parkway Central which uh matched the number four ranked team against over five in our area um which uh you might be able to tell us a little bit more about <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: yeah I probably could uh uh, it was a good game obviously it was in it was at Parkway Central away um, you know it's good six lane shallow deep pool that we all love to play in um, and I mean it was a good physical it was a good physical game I would say maybe in the third or fourth quarter uh, Parkway West pulled a little bit away but I mean Parkway Central looked good they've got they've got three or four kids that are really really good um, and know how to play two meter obviously they've got a coach that knows how to play two meter and probably Teaches them uh, teaches them well. I, I, wanted, I think the final score was 15-6 or something like that. Um, but off the top of my head, I don't remember. But it was a pretty good game. Um, and again, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's the beginning of the year, working out the kinks, um, you know, top 10. So kind of who knows where everybody kind of really is going to play out by the end of the season. But but we'll see. So, I, yeah, I appreciate you mentioning that. Um, right. But if we look ahead, you know, kind of talking about the past week, games this week, and obviously this weekend, um, tournament-wise – Um, something that has not been played in the past couple weeks or past couple years, I apologize, is the quad. Um, And that was always kind of a mainstay when I first started coaching at West. Um, And it kind of disappeared, and I think it's because it fell on Easter weekend and we just weren't able to really figure out when to do it. Um, And I think since the '80s did scheduling this year, they kind of had the idea that they'd like to bring it back, and so they did. Um, Which will be kind of interesting because we played Central, obviously, tonight, and we're going to get to play them again on Saturday, which is fine because it was a great game and I look forward to it. Um, but it'll be interesting. Um, it's always kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a little bragging rights. I know the other Parkway coaches would agree to kind of say, Hey, you know, we're, you know, if, if you win the quad, you know, Hey, we're the best, we're the best Parkway school. And so, um, I know when I first started coaching and stuff, there was definitely some pretty, pretty competitive games, um, on that, on that particular weekend. So, um, I'm not really sure what South and North look like this year. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And I think, I don't know, There, I don't think there are any other tournaments this particular weekend, are there? Correct. This
1: is the first uh, weekend with tournaments and it's the Parkway Quad. So this will be our first opportunity to see some tournament play. And, okay. Yeah, as, as you mentioned, this will be a good one this year, especially since uh, all four Parkway teams this year should be... Uh, fairly solid so definitely some good games coming up this weekend
0: so and you had mentioned tonight was a four versus a five and so that kind of leads it's a good segue into our uh, kind of top 10 discussion Um, I know that um, each week we have a coaches poll uh, that gets sent out I think uh, is uh, Dave Jimenez still running that am I right in thinking that correct correct yeah Dave's
1: been collecting all that and helping it so big thanks to
0: Dave for doing that and Basically, you get a, I don't know, a survey that comes out every, what, every Sunday or Saturday or something like that, and coaches get to vote on who they think the top ten are, um, and then that gets published. So, um, again, you know, we don't know exactly why people vote for everybody if they, you know, if they don't see everybody, but it's just kind of a fun thing to do. And Ray and I thought we would, uh, we'd chat about it. So, I know, Ray, I think you've got the top ten in front of you, is that right? Yep, yep. Okay, you want to you wanna lead off, and I'll chime in when I when I see fit? Sure.
1: So uh, I guess I guess we'll start from uh, ten moving down uh, to, to number one, just going through the school. So uh, this week it looked like there was a three-way tie for eighth um, with Parkway South, M Y C D S and CBC. So um, three very interesting teams there um, in number eight. Um, Parkway South um, always has a strong group coming out. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the last two years they've had. Real heartbreaking losses um, in, the, in the district tournament, but definitely right. excited to see see those guys this year um, moving forward. Um, see okay. how their team develops. So uh, Parkway South, uh, MICDS, uh I was actually roughing their game against Lindbergh uh, last week, and um, especially it was, it was good. It was good to see. It looked like they had uh, 15 15 kids or so. Um, it looked like Coach Casey was had a number in which he was. Uh, definitely trying to teach, teach the kids the game, but they definitely have um, some solid players as well. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. And they always, and
0: Ray, you know, I mean, we always, we, I mean, coach Casey will have them ready by the end of the year. So for sure. I mean, so, you know, and, and I love, you know, kind of his philosophy of it's not necessarily about the beginning of the season. It's about the end of the season. And so I always feel like every year he sets himself up well to have his kids play well when it's time to play well. So um, you know, look for them to be moving up spots would be my thought. So,
1: yeah, completely agree. And just with the with the numbers, I mean that's it's it's great to see he has a full squad over right. there that he uh, can at least coach up. So, um, yeah. And then the other team tied for eighth is CBC, which is an exciting step for them. Um, I, it's the first time I can remember them being uh, this highly ranked, especially at the beginning of the season. I think that that goes to show you uh, the work that coach showing off coach right, michael Shonoff right. off has been doing it over at cbc and uh this year i think will be a, a good good opportunity to see them continue to grow right so um so those are three tied for eighth uh and then in seventh is parkway north which uh interesting squad i, I i'll be curious to see uh how they do uh this weekend uh, they they returned one of the top scorers from last year, Michael Day. I Michael, mean,
0: yes, 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 yes.
1: Um, curious and, to see how the others are could to contribute to that.
0: And now my understanding, and they have a new coach, is my understanding, that uh, Dave Moray stepped back, and um, they got a new head coach, and I think former player from North Brett Lundstrom is, is one of the assistant coaches out there now and stuff. so um, really? Yeah, so it'll be kind of interesting to see that style play. And again, you mentioned Michael, and yeah, he's a pretty, pretty top-notch player. So um, be interesting to see what they can do this year.
1: And Brett's been over at Lindenwood the last couple of years, and okay. especially this last season when he uh, he, he wasn't playing as much because of injury. He did a really good job of uh, coaching some of their uh, their like B teams So I, I yeah that'll definitely be a, a nice addition for them. Cool. So uh, number six is Dismet, um, and, and, and I think I think the question with DeSmet is I mean they they definitely with Thomas Larson and others will have a uh, solid squad. I, th- I think. Uh, Coach Miguel's challenge there will be with numbers. I think, I think they have 16 kids total or 16 or 17 kids total. So um, especially when they're playing some JV and varsity games, that might be a little challenging. But I mean, with, with all these other places, Coach Miguel will do a great job of coaching them up. And uh, it'll definitely just be interesting to see how that team gels.
0: Right. And I mean, especially you, you had mentioned the, the list of, of teams they had to face in Chicago. And um, kind of goes back to our MICDS thought. You know, you take your lumps now, you learn a little bit more about the sport. Obviously, that's going to help them down the road um, when they're playing the tight games. So, um, yeah, good. All right.
1: Uh, number five is Parkway Central. And it's another school just like the other showing off coach team. I mean, Coach Andrew coached Parkway Central up last year. I think they had one of their best finishes um, in a long time at state. Um, it, last year, I mean, they had that really tough, uh, I guess, quarterfinal game against the Smith, and I think they will be looking to build on that going forward this year. Just definitely another team. I'm very curious, uh, excited to
0: see. Right. I would agree. So,
1: uh, number four is a team, you know, well. I don't Parkway want to talk West. about them. Huh. <laughs> okay. So, um, I mean, Parkway West, uh, I mean, from what I know is, I mean, I, I think the highest, uh, point score returning this year is from Parkway West and Mish Griffin. So um, he'll be another, another player to watch out for um, it, I think coach would be able to say that yeah. they're going to be expecting contributions from underclassmen to help. Uh, Most definitely. Um, yeah, some, we somewhere. are.
0: And I mean, it's a, it's a fun group. They're hungry. They're ready to learn. Uh, uh, again, they played, they played, they played hard tonight, which is great. Um, and so, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see how the season progresses. But again, you know, I don't want to, I don't like to put too much stock after a first game and uh, you know how we're going to fare at the end. So, so we'll see. Right,
1: right. Uh, number three is Ledoux, uh, which is another team, very interesting to watch this year, especially, especially given uh, last year uh, when they won the JV uh, tournament uh, that was the first time, I believe since 2004 when a team other than SLU had won at the JV level, right. so it'll be definitely curious to see um, if some of their success at the JV level translates to the varsity level. Um, over the past couple of years, you always see Ladue has a very strong JV team, and so some of those kids are now starting to filter over to the varsity level. Uh, they've they've had some really strong swimmers on that team as well, which always helps, uh, especially in all the pools. So. Uh, definitely, will be interesting to see uh, Ladue, uh, especially and with they start they add, And now they did,
0: and you know, I just want to you know point out. So they did add. U City's program kind of did not fly this year, and I think they're going to try and bring it back next year. Is that my understanding? And, yeah. And so yeah. So some of those uh, kids, I think, obviously went to the slap team, but one of the U City players who's actually really good ended up uh, moving into the Ladue area. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, and so he'll, he'll be a big help. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. Again, for me, I feel like is a question mark. Um, they were really, I mean, they were obviously great last year. I'm not really sure how many kids they had to graduate. Um, uh, but again, they had a really dominant JV, as you had mentioned. And, uh, and those kids obviously have to grow up and become juniors and seniors. So I'm probably playing at the varsity level now.
1: Right. Right. And then, uh, two and one kind of go, um, together, I guess, with my thoughts on them. But number two is Lindbergh. Uh, number one is uh, St. Louis U. High. Both teams uh, finished one and two last year. They start uh, the top ten again as one and two this year. And, and, and with both schools, I, I think the question becomes who steps up to replace the players that they lost last year. I mean, Lindbergh obviously lost uh, defensive player of the year, Daniel Hoff. Uh, Suhai lost uh, player of the year. Chris Craigkamp, who I know well, as well as uh, (laughs) Offensive Player of the Year, Mark Franz. But I I, I think with both schools, what sometimes gets lost in the mix is they also have some very excellent supporting players as well. I mean, Lindbergh last year had Ben Holtzman, as well as some other seniors. Sue High had your Dan Walsh's, Patrick Schuler's, Michael Krauss's, so on and so forth. So uh, both schools, I mean, have done a really good job of developing these. Other players to um, can also yeah. right right and so I, I think I think the question is both I mean both schools have the players to do that it'll just be exciting to see those players step up I mean there there's some names already rising to uh, the top of the leaderboards and who are already uh, exciting to watch but it'll definitely be interesting just to see how how the complexion of the team changes with uh, the players contributing to to those teams.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, and I mean, my thoughts, I, I kind of agree with you at the top. Those two kind of can go hand in hand. Um, I, I was not as involved in the winter league as I have in years past, but I did go to that end of the, end of the weekend championship. Uh, I guess, was that in February? And uh, the Lindbergh Flyers club team, um, Flyers club, I mean, they look good. And of course, you know, you never know who, you know, who's from Oakville, who's from Limburg, who's from Marquette, you know, where everybody's from or whatever, but, you know, if, if the majority of those kids were, were Lindbergh players, then they're they're going to be pretty good. Um, and obviously that kind of, I don't know, I feel like that's a good segue into our our uh, next topic, which is um, we're thinking we're going to try and have a team of the week um, and talk about them each week. And so obviously um, we're, we've kind of decided we'd pick Lindbergh for this week as they're, I think, 6-0. and Is that right, Ray? I believe so, yes. Okay And they ended up winning. They were at what tournament in Chicago again?
1: Uh, I went up to mudline over the Mustangs, and uh, won that tournament, which was definitely a nice, nice accomplishment.
0: Okay. So, so yeah, so uh, kudos to them for being our team of the week, six and zero. But as we like to say, it's a long season, so we will try and uh, touch on the top ten each week um, and uh, and give our thoughts. And, and whenever we have somebody else on, we'll you know talk to them and, and get their thoughts on the top ten. Alright, and so I think that pretty much uh, I think wraps up our podcast. Uh, Ray, agree? Yeah,
1: I think, I think we covered okay. everything.
0: Alright, and so um, a couple of reminders. Um, we are going to post on Twitter our question of the day where choice A is podcast near side low, choice B is the Ray Charles podcast, ha ha. Um, choice 3 is the ball under podcast, and uh, choice 4 is the spin lob podcast. So um, we would appreciate um, if you guys would listen, we'd appreciate if you would vote. We would appreciate if you would tell your friends, family, parents, coaches about this, um, Because we're really trying to hope to make it kind of a weekly thing and really garner some interest. Uh, Ray, you got anything you want to add?
1: And if, if they have any feedback, is should they just tweet at Mo Waterfall or um, what do you think is the best way for? Yeah, I mean, feedback? I think that.
0: Yeah. As long as it's positive, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but if you have any feedback, hopefully it's constructive for us. Again, this is like legitimately the first time we've done this. So, you know, we're working on the audio, um, we're working on topics. Um, and again, our plan is um, each week to bring someone in and, and, and talk to them. Um, and so it won't just be us. You won't just hear our voices all the time. You'll get to, you get to hear from other people who are hosting tournaments and have kids doing this and that. And so, Again, uh, so, you know, hopefully it's fun. And and again, if you do have any suggestions, let us know. So it's good. All right. So that's our podcast, and we will be signing off.